Hello, hello. Welcome to the John Cat Show, episode number six. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in, for listening, for watching, uh, downloading, subscribing, all that. I truly, truly appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Um, just want to do a quick, quick little Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? Quick little Tuesday night episode uh, on aliens. No, aliens. I want to talk about aliens. I've been obsessed with aliens my whole life. The idea of aliens. And it's actually been in the news lately. So definitely a pertinent topic. I don't know if people follow that or it's like the kind of thing nobody really seems to be able to wrap their brain around. You guys tell me. I don't know. It seems like either maybe people are bored by it or they're scared of it. It's like half the people are bored. Half the people are scared. By the way, if you see me wincing, my nipple hurts. No, I had, speaking of, maybe I'll start off each episode with a with a health tip. What was it last time? Vitamin D. So this time it'll be get your skin screened. Dermatologist. What do they call it? Full body screening. My wife will laugh because it took me 20 years to go. But I went a few months ago, got scanned, had to get a couple things scraped. It's no big deal. I joke that it's a surgery, but listen, if you're like me or live in Florida and you laid in the sun like we used to, Anyone listening from high school, y'all know we used to bake, bake. What do we use? The um, Hawaiian Tropic Zero SPF. We we hit the tanning salon and hit the beach. Catches up with you. So it's no big deal. Again, not, not cancer or anything. They catch it early. They find these things. They take tests on them. They scrape a little piece. And they go, oh, maybe down the line it could turn into something. Let's just dig it out to be safe. It's worth an hour of your time. Save your life, maybe. Health tip of the day. Okay, so on to aliens. You'd think aliens would be like the biggest story, right? I don't know if you guys have been following. By the way, these stories started coming out years ago. I saw, what was it, maybe like five, ten years ago, CNN had some of these pilots on. These pilots, but by the way, a military pilot, a Navy pilot, is like, I don't know if you guys know any Navy pilots. They're... (laughs) Like these are like the most sober-minded, clear-headed, level-headed, serious dudes you'll ever meet. They're not going to go around telling alien abduction stories. And now there's footage too. These guys have been seeing these, you know, crafts, unidentified crafts off like San Diego and stuff for years now. And they'll tell you, you know, flat out the way they behave um, is not known to this world. We don't have, we don't even know of theoretically a technology that would allow these crafts to behave the way they seem to be behaving. It's very mind-boggling. So the New York Times recently came out with a story and, you know, they're talking about, you know, maybe, the I'm sorry, they had actually a source, I believe, at the Pentagon saying that they recovered craft or that they recovered technology from fallen craft and that we're in possession of it. Who knows? We could have found this you know, at an archaeological dig, you know, from thousands of years ago. Who knows? We're in possession of something. There are UFO, you know, files, highly classified UFO files. But maybe people just think, you know, it doesn't affect my life. Because it really, you know, looks, let's say you found out tomorrow that there was, you know, we were in possession of part of a craft that we knew didn't come from here. It's not going to change your life all that much, really. I mean, if you're worried about your job, your family, or, you know, responsibilities, 
might scare people a little bit. But to me, the only question, in my opinion, and a lot of scientists will say this too, there's really no question if there's other life out in the universe, in the known universe. The only real question should be, have we been visited by this life? You know, that's at least debatable, in my opinion, until we see proof. You know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it's possible, probable. In my personal opinion, I say probable, but who knows. But just look at the universe. You know, it's hard to wrap your brain around. You scoot up. It's hard to wrap your brain around some of these numbers. You know, when you start talking about, even when you start talking about like a trillion, like to think of a trillion, most people don't have a reference point. You know, we can mathematically say, okay, a trillion, a thousand billion or whatever is a trillion, but we can't really process what that means. So, you know, you start getting into these numbers in the universe. Now you're talking light years and stuff, right? I mean, by the way, when we, our time, what we consider time, our construct of time is, is an earthly construct. You know, it's based on how us rotating and on our axis and then, you know, for our days and then revolving around the sun for our years, you know, you know, but once you're in outer space, space and time are the same thing, right? You're that, that construct goes away. You're talking about, like I said, light years. Now light year is if you're traveling at the speed of light, which we can't even theoretically get close with what we know. But let's say you could travel at speed. It's 186,000 miles per second, right? That means you can wrap around the earth seven times in one second. One. Take you 20 hours to fly to Tokyo or something, right? But this is one second, seven trips around the whole planet. Okay, so the, the universe is 92 billion light years across, right? So you say, well, how can it be? 92 billion light years across, right? The Earth's only, what, 13 point something billion years old. You start getting into some weird stuff. I'm not going to get into it on this show because that's a whole nother wormhole. We could do a whole episode on that. But it basically boils down to the fact that everything's always expanding, constantly expanding. The universe is expanding. The light wavelengths expand as they get out further. Uh, You start getting into relativity and things like that. It gets really, really bizarre. But we can see 46 billion light years into the known universe. Thus, the universe has a known universe. It's important to say known universe. is 92 billion light years wide. So factor all that in, right? You've now got a 92 billion light year wide universe. That means if you traveled at the speed of light, it'll take you 92 billion years to cross that thing. So think about that for a second. On Earth, think about it in earthly terms. If you started traveling at the speed of light, when Jesus was born, right? Like 2,000 years ago, and you were still going today, you wouldn't even have made it out of your own backyard, right? 2,000 years at the speed of light, which we can't even, you'd be in your backyard still. You could have started traveling the speed of light when dinosaurs were around 265 billion years ago. Million? Excuse me. I keep saying billion a lot. 265 million years ago, still be going today, you'd be like in the same city. You like just made it out of the neighborhood or something. The the these distances are astronomical, right? So for anyone to look at that and go, nah, there's no other life out there. Just us. All that wasted real estate, all those 
billions and billions and billions of light years just for our tiny little planet here. Just us here on Earth. I mean, look, we've got our solar system, right, that we know of with our nine, eight planets. Nine. That's it. Look, we don't even know. When I was growing up, it was nine planets. Then they kicked Pluto out. Now you get eight. Then you get all these other dwarf planets. Now they're saying we might have a, um, a giant dark planet hiding somewhere on the edge of the solar system. So, okay. So we have our solar system with our nine planets. We're part of the Milky Way galaxy. The Milky Way galaxy alone has like two, three hundred billion more stars. Just like our sun, right? Two, three hundred more billion just in our galaxy. Then get this. Now there's like two trillion more galaxies. And there's another example. They were just saying up until a few years ago that there was like, I think, 200 billion galaxies. And then they upped it to two trillion. Just multiply it by 10. There's really 10 times more galaxies than we thought. Each of those galaxies has hundreds of billions of stars just like us. And we're not even the biggest. So there's ones bigger, some with hundreds of millions. So you've got trillions of galaxies, hundreds of millions, billions and trillions of stars in each one. Each one could have planets, does have planets. We don't know about if they're conducive to life or whatever like that, or life that we know. But in all that, you're going to go, yeah, just us here on Earth. So again, my question is, have they been here? I would, I would guess we probably, <clears throat> look, it probably would have been easier to visit thousands of years ago when we were primitive, right? You could have like landed a ship. They always say we helped build the pyramids and stuff like that. Who knows? If you would have landed all those years ago and like made yourself known to these primitive people, what, what, what would be the worst they could do? Throw some, start throwing rocks around and stuff. Now imagine if they landed today and just came out of the ship. Be setting off nukes and blowing each other up. I think we got to get, <clears throat> excuse me, eased into that one a little bit. But um, it just doesn't make any sense to me that all that real estate, all of that, uh, you know, space. And that, but here's what they're figuring out, right? If we have been visited, you go, how would they get here? How would they travel? Even if they could go to the speed of light, how are they going to travel those distances? And they wouldn't. And now you're getting into other stuff, which is, you know, we've discovered everyone's heard of dark matter, meaning what we previously thought was just dead, empty space out there is actually fabric. It's a matter. It's dark matter. You can't see it, but it weave. It's everything's woven together. So take a piece of paper. They always show this as an example. I'm going to steal whoever figured this out. But if you take a piece of paper. Let's say this is Earth on the right. This is some other galaxy far away on the left. You'll never get there. It's hundreds of millions of light years, let's say. But now if you can bend it and manipulate it, you can bring those two points together. Right? <clears throat> and we don't even understand gravity, by the way. People think that we know what gravity is. I mean, we can measure it and we know how it behaves and we can say, okay, if certain size or mass of something, it's going to have a certain amount of gravitational pull. We shouldn't even say pull anymore, right? They used to think we were being pulled down, you know, larger an object that pulls you in. But now they say probably not, probably being pushed. It's this dark matter is probably pushing you down. And then the larger the object, the more you're being pushed down. And again, that's how these, these pilots describe those pilots that see these things moving. They're saying that the, the ships themselves don't seem to be moving. They seem to be manipulating the area around them. 
And it would be consistent with what we've theorized that if you were going to have a ship that could travel, travel, you know, through the universe like that from one solar system to another or one galaxy to another, you would have to be able to manipulate the fabric of space time. You couldn't do it. I mean, I shouldn't say couldn't because, you know, again, our understanding is limited. You never know. I don't rule anything out, but that would certainly seem to be the case. You know, John, was it John Podesta? We have UFO files that are top secret classified files right now. There's got to be something in them, right? They wouldn't have them top secret if there wasn't something in them. John Podesta, who was uh, Hillary Clinton's campaign manager, it was like the one silver lining if she would have won. I was like, at least we'll get to see these UFO files. The guy's obsessed with it too, right? He would have been like chief of staff or something and pushed to put them out. But, you know, we should have, we really should have, you know, the world's greatest minds, you know, working on analyzing, looking at this tech. I, I highly doubt our, it's what I always say about the federal government. I highly doubt they understand it. They, you know, they're probably in the process of trying to figure it out, but it shouldn't just belong to our government, right? It's our government. It should be available to everybody. Again, assuming people, I don't know, I had a lot more faith before Corona and all people might not freak out, but I don't know anymore by ammo. I'm kidding. Um, I'm not kidding. I don't know what I'm saying. Don't listen to me. I don't know what I'm talking about. But my faith in people's ability to rationalize and stuff, I don't know. Maybe just release to certain people. Like you have to put in the code if you really want to know or something like that. It should be our biggest story. The New York Times literally comes out and says that the Pentagon is in possession of tech from a downed aircraft. And it's like, eh, no one even heard it. And then... The Pentagon says, hey, there is something to it. We'll be putting out a statement soon. I don't know. If, I don't think they put anything out yet, but they basically didn't deny it. They basically said, yeah, well, we'll we'll be releasing more information shortly. So there's something. Look, we've we're in possession of something. We know a hell of a lot more. There's something in those files. But my own personal theory, as long as we're at it, if I had to guess, you know, um, just because we don't know what's out there, right, doesn't mean they don't know about us. Look at how look at how limited we are. Like we've had electricity for two hundred years. That's it. We barely had computers for a minute. For two seconds, we've had re- real computers for like not even when I was a kid. And now we're already we've been on the moon. Now we're sending people to Mars. We're talking about like terraforming Mars to match our atmosphere. Like this is like. We're already trying to expand to these places. Imagine if we lived another thousand years, another million years, another billion years. There's got to be life forms out there, <clears throat> excuse me, that have lived this long. And the stuff, the tech that they would develop and the understanding that they would have. So what I know about civilization or what we know, what we see about you know colonization, civilization, it would seem like we're part of some larger network, you know, just because we don't know. And if they wanted to do us harm, they probably would have done us harm already. I would think us little cavemen here on earth, you know what I mean? But it would seem like we're part of a larger deal. And to know what that deal is, I mean, isn't that the ultimate question? 
And these people that go, ah, there's no aliens. Are, you know, really? You rule that out? I always go like, like life's not strange enough. The fact that we're, we're spinning around right now a thousand miles an hour and we're whirling around the sun hundred thousand miles an hour. And I'm talking to you through some device that I can even have these thoughts to begin with or that any of this even exists. We just go about our lives like, yeah, nah, that's, that shit's too weird for me. People don't like to, uh, think too hard on that. Even, you know, you start thinking about this stuff. It kind of makes your brain hurt. You always get to like a point where like it kind of starts to make sense. And then like you just can't grab onto it. It's like trying to remember a dream or something. So I don't know. But if we live to be that long, if excuse me, if we live that long, that's what these other cultures are now, right? Doubtful they'd be like, you know, flesh and bone. We're going to be, we're already putting implants and weird devices in ourselves. If we're around another million years, how much of us not going to be technology? You know, we will merge with technology if we live long enough. That's inevitable. And maybe they're future versions of us. Maybe we were colonized here. Maybe they did what we talk about doing and they reached out and colonized here a long time ago. Who knows? Again, I don't rule anything out. I would urge everybody to just kind of like be very open-minded with all this stuff because you start answering these questions and it, it, it answers a whole lot of mysteries about our own lives and you can never have enough perspective and understanding of what we're doing here and all that kind of, it could, it could only in the long run, it could only help us, I think. So I'm very, very curious uh, to see if they declassify these files at some point. And I'm really curious to see what the Pentagon says, hopefully in like a few days or a week. So that's basically it. We'll wind it down. It's my rant on aliens, my thoughts on aliens. Um, I should be coming back in a couple days with a guest trying to line it up. We're talking about like the economy, finances, where you should be putting your money right now, all those kinds of fun, useful tips. So uh, I really, 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 really appreciate everybody listening and tuning in, downloading, subscribing, all of it. You guys are amazing. This is just a very quick Tuesday nighter episode. Uh, I want to give you something fun and I will be back in two days. So thank you guys so much. Peace.